foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. According to 1 Corinthians 3, we are the temple of God, and Jesus Christ is the foundation. And then we see in verse 10 that it says, But let each one take heed how he builds on it. So we're given the example that we are the temple of God and Jesus Christ is that foundation. But we are to to watch how we build on the foundation that we're given of Jesus Christ. So this is really an important truth, especially in today's culture of mixture. You know, you said a very um, profound and truthful principle here, Sharon, that we really probably need to stop and just think about. For us to build a foundation, what is it that we're building? We, we, We talk about precious stones, but practically, what is it that we're building? And as I reflect on the different scriptures, the emphasis always seems to be being conformed to the likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming uh, his character, becoming our character. Right. Uh, we don't need to be a cheap imitation. Oh, that's good. And each one of us is unique. Now, I realize that John three sixteen talks about Jesus Christ being the unique Son of God, and I'm not trying to put us on that level, but I am trying to say that each one of us being conformed to his image has a new way that he wants to fashion our character Okay. so that when we look in a mirror, even though right now we see ourselves dimly looking into the face of Christ, it should be his character that we are reflecting back um, unto him and to others. Right. And so we do need to be careful how we build. And, you know, um, it seems like we have a tendency to want to build and look like other seasoned saints rather than Christ himself. And we get discouraged when we don't take on that um, sameness of others. Uh And that would destroy really the purpose of his making each one of us unique with our own calling to give him glory. Right. He is so multidimensional that every one of us will reflect who he is in the temperament, the personality, and the disposition that he's given us. Well, do you think that sometimes we have a tendency to push people to be like us as we grow and mature? Um, so that when, we, when we're sharing our testimony, we, we almost share in a way that you know, well, if you'll do this and this and this, you'll 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 be like me and or you'll be like Christ or you'll learn what I learned or and and people are just maybe going through the motions to perform rather than taking a pause to 
uh, allow that newness of life that that Christ is trying to build in us to really be settled within us. And, you know, we probably could just stop and look at a couple of Old Testament saints for that principle about uh, having a pause in our life at certain times, which many times can defeat us because we are wanting to know the glories and the riches, and now something else is happening to us. <laughs> For some reason, I'm in the valley. What uh, happened? I, uh, I was just on the mountaintop. So let's see if we can find uh, a reason or a cause for the pause in our lives. Okay. And we can be in a safety zone by looking at somebody else who had a difficult <laughs> okay. time, okay. and then we can turn the light back in on us, all okay. right? But, you know, you stop and look at Abraham, and Abraham was definitely a friend of God and had a unique relationship. Mm -hmm. But Abraham had a struggle. He kept wanting to hide behind the wife's coattails. Just tell him that you're my sister because her beauty may have threatened his life. Okay. And then he and his wife decided that when God wasn't operating in their timing, that they would take matters into their own hands. Oh, for his glory, but -hmm. they would do it their Their way. way. And so now we're so guilty of that. Well, I mean, when you say it in those words. I mean, you, I can so look back on my life and, and see, you know, where I've done those things. Oh, you know, Lord, I know you told me to do this. And so I'm just going to run out and do what I think's best. And then I want you to put your stamp then, of approval yeah, on it. You'll, you'll, I know you'll bless it. So <laughs> then he has to say, mm, that's not going to work into yeah. how I designed you. So now we're going to have to have a little pause for the cause of you learning what you really want to apply. And so what he does, Sharon, he takes us through a valley or a testing uh, to where a principle, other places in the scripture, has to be tested and joined together to have the continuity of what Jesus Christ says he is in knowing all of him, the whole counsel of God. Mm -hmm. So Abraham had some uh, wilderness wanderings that he had to do and, 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 He had to have his heart tested to the point that he put his promise of Isaac being the fulfillment of what the Lord wanted for him. And he had to literally take that expectation and hope of promise and take it to a place to where he put Isaac on the altar and already had the knife ready to slay that hope, that expectation, that promise. And when the Lord knew his heart, he already knew his heart, Mm -hmm. but he knew that Abraham had to be tested. But when he gave the visible evidence, then the Lord said, stop. There's a lamb over there that you can use. Mm -hmm. But the testing and the pause while we learn can be excruciatingly to the point to where many just say, this is too difficult. Mm-hmm. And then they chose to go back and walk with him no more. And, and you know, we, when we're going through that trial, instead of taking that pause and being set aside and, and allowing that fire to come, we just want to escape out of it. And we don't want to take that pause to 
allow God to fashion us and design us for his plan and purpose. And he's given us the outline in 1 Corinthians 13. And he has given us in every one of the letters that Paul wrote, he's saying, this is what the Lord has given and what he wants. Now, go and do. But when we go and do in our flesh, we then have to have the testings and the chastenings. And, and you know, it's just not us. In the New Testament, Peter was prime example of doing it his way for the Lord's glory mm-hmm. and having to be set aside, yeah. had to be humiliated, yeah. had to have a broken heart when he realized that, for you know the scriptures, when the cock crowed three times, yeah. the fulfillment of his failure was being made known, and he wept bitterly. Let's talk about Moses. A lot of times he let his soulish heart go ahead of being spirit-led, and he had to go to the backside of the desert for 40 years to be humbled in knowing how to lead the people that God had called him to. And even though he was an overcomer, it cost him his fulfillment because he led his soul with a spirit of anger mm. dominate his whole life. And at the end, when he chose to let his anger rule, there was a pause where the Lord said, I will still show you what you gave your whole life for, but you won't be able to have the final fulfillment. And you know, some of us finish that way. There's no condemnation. Our eternity is secure. But the Lord has his best that he has chosen for us. And we have to be willing to let him refine us in the fire to build the building blocks that will sustain us so we can finish strong. That is so good. So basically, Sharon, what we need to just recognize is we need to make sure that our soul is in tune with the Spirit and that we are willing to let the Lord bring what He chooses. Mm-hmm. And if our conscience condemn us, then we need to go before the Spirit and say, show us where we need to make the change. And then we need to recognize that sometimes our conscience is being tested and tried. And we can trust the Lord that when we submit to him, he says, I'll be faithful to guide you so that you can have a strong ending. So let's just remember that he made us in three parts, body, soul, and spirit. And they all need to be in alignment with one another, resulting in the character of Christ and the peace of God that passes understanding. Well, one of the things that that has helped me is keeping the cross at the center and always going back to the cross. When when you want to run, stop at the cross. (laughs) When you want to get busy, you got to stop at the cross. And die daily to those unctions, (laughs) those feelings, those emotions, and lay them all down. And you know, he says that we're to die daily, and then we can live in the power of the resurrection now. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.